But it's just airplanes, so it's not, it's it's, not really no this is This is the best seat now. It's, it's got a runway in the front yard. <laughs> and now for the most terrifying part of the morning. I more think the most terrifying part of the week, but it happens twice, <laughs> so it's the second most terrifying part of the week because at least today you're drinking, right now you're drinking coffee. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sun and Fun Radio Live. Somebody's being smart enough not to turn mic number two on in Jeb Burnside's hands. <laughs> it's a we thing are that whatever mic Jeb is carrying is was the one that won't work. There we go. We are broadcasting live from the 2017 Sun and Fun International Fly-In and Exposition. Our 23rd year broadcasting here at Sun and Fun Radio. And back in 2007, 10 chronological years ago, 11 fly-ins ago, I had this brilliant idea to, to, to bring this, this new, relatively new aviation podcast. And I thought that would be a good way to fill some some hours in the evening was we'll let guys talk about airplanes they're all knowledgeable in their field they're excited about what they're talking about so they do a good job with it so uh i got a call from jack do i know you sir hodgson and uh we discussed puting it together and jack's over here laughing is laughing like crazy yeah okay some jokes never get old some jokes never do get old no jack could dave dave and i had been buddies for a long time and he told me jack's gonna be calling you and and, and you'll like Jack because he's an easy target. So Jack calls me up, and he's like, Higdon, did you tell him that? Oh, uh-huh. okay. Right. <laughs> so Jack calls this me up. This will come up at the next board meeting. Our right? first, our very first conversation on the phone. Well, hi, Dave. Is this Dave? Yes, it is. This is, the, hi, this is Jack. Dave, tell me, who are you? Uh, Jack. <laughs> Jack Hodgson? Who's and I, who? And I bought this for the longest time. I mean, Jack Hodgson with the Uncontrolled Airspace podcast? Do I know you, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and poor Jack was, ah, 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 and then I couldn't hold it anymore. I started laughing, and I said, Higdon put me up to it. So in a, in a twist on a recent UCAP episode, it's all Higdon's fault. <laughs> ah, I see. Is that what you it is? You see what I did there? Yeah, I do see what you did there. All right. There but you we go. brought them in for one show for a couple hours one evening, and, and we came back and brought them. It went over so well that we bring them back for two live episodes of the Uncontrolled Airspace podcast. We did one Tuesday evening. Gave him time to wander around the field, get to know the lay of the land and stuff. Now we do a, that was our intro, and now on Sundays we do a wrap-up show. So without further ado, I am going to con- turn control of the Sun and Fun Radio deck over to Mike Daniels, the engineer, and no, the no, Tom, no, no, Tom engineer. Frick. Oh, they no. they I, they did an engineer swap on me. Tom Frick, the engineer. All right, Tom, welcome to the board, Tom. Our engineer, Tom Frick, and also has been on the air and stuff. But I'm going to turn control over to Tom Frick. But the mics are in the hands of the voices in your head. And that would be Jack, do I know you, Sir Hodgson? <laughs> Dave, that didn't mute Higdon. And Jeb, um, um, uh-oh, um, uh-oh. Burnside. <laughs> Starting his airplane before noon, Burnside, right? He, that's, I'm amazed. He's you know he, what? He got here. He, got, he didn't fly here. He drove, but still kind of the same thing. And he got here plenty of time. He was here like right what ten thirty or something like that? And we were able to uh, we were able to scarf him some caffeinated coffee, <laughs> which we got he was enjoying cap. my decaf at that other show up north uh, it, for days. But I, I'm living what, large th- is all th- I can th- tell th- you. There just wasn't the kick to it that he was used to. Oh, that's decaf. Ah, I, I needed more and more of it. It was like an addiction somehow. I I don't know. 
Don't what? know how to describe it. Well, years ago, my brother Michael was at the house and, and having coffee with us in the morning, and, and he's at getting cup after cup after cup, and mom says, oh, I grabbed the wrong can. That was decaf, and my brother's going, no wonder I'm not waking up. <laughs> so, ladies and, and as gentlemen. As he heads to the bathroom. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my great pleasure to introduce our flying companions and all three of whom who have become close friends. The Uncontrolled Airspace Podcast, coming to you live from somewhere near Lakeland, Florida. Thank you, David, and welcome, folks, to Uncontrolled Airspace, the general aviation podcast. I'm Jack Hodgson, and I am here in my favorite place, or at least my favorite aviation place on Earth, uh, with my two best friends. And uh, we're going to... We're just going to chat about uh, fly-ins and aviation for a little while here and uh, um, say hello to my two good friends here. Um, you've been here in Higdon all all week long, so I'm going to start with Jeb. Hey, um, good morning. Also because it's not winter. Jeb believes that I go to uh, when it's cold, I go to Dave first on these introductions for kind of moral support and kind of com- you know to to uh, 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 you know suffer together winter. This but, is not a. But we're in Florida, so I'm going to go to you first. This Jeff. is not the crazy Ivan to starboard in the bottom <laughs> half of the hour. Okay. <laughs> Jeff Burnside, hi. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm very well. We, we, uh, you you got to come over for the first time this week yesterday, and you yes. were here for most of the day yesterday. Most of the day yesterday. We yeah. hung out, and, and you and got to uh, wander a little bit, and we're going yeah. to ask you in a few minutes about some of the things you've seen yeah. since you've been here, and, yeah. or heard while you were uh, watching the show from afar. And uh, and uh, so, yes, I'm sorry, I just got, an, uh, I got hand signals and it distracted me. I know, yeah, yeah, I know. You'd think that someone could be able to count higher than one. Yeah. <laughs> And my other best friend here is uh, Dave Higdon. How you doing, David? Uh, I'm doing just spippy. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, an, another gorgeous day, sun and fun, uh, the wrap-up day. Uh, Mr. Shawbetter has been slipping me onto this deck slot all week, and it's starting to feel like home. Uh, you look very comfortable out here. It's been I've been listening off and on, and uh, it's, uh, it, it's, you know, you seem like you're very, very comfortable. Uh, well, it's... it's just like doing the podcast. I, s- I sit down with a microphone and I fake it for however yeah, long that's it right. takes. So speaking of feeling comfortable, I just need to warn you guys and everyone that I am just feeling remarkably mellow this morning. I am just so relaxed after a wonderful week here at uh, at Sun and Fun. All right, what's her, what's her name? Uh, no, I, uh, well, that would be nice, but that's not the case. It's just uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know... I'm sorry. There's some weird. There's some weird line you're, there. You're, I could say something like like Linder, L- Lakeland Linder is my girlfriend. Or no, that's well, weird. It, it, that's you're just weird. very content. That's and that's, weird. A, that's a great. Feeling. I you know and and if people who know me and you guys for sure probably realize that I get a little hyper before we do these things and I'm dancing around and preparing and getting the list all organized and I've done a little bit of that this time but not as much as I usually do which means this is either going to be an awesome episode or this is going to be a train wreck. I don't know which. So. Uh, uh, but I wanted to say good morning to you, and uh, let's just chat a little bit. A um, little hyper? Yeah, I know. They so, kind of buried the lead. I dude. know, yeah, I know. But I'm not hyper this morning. I don't think I'm hyper. I don't feel, I feel very, very mellow and You, you didn't relaxed. look like it this morning in the trailer. And, uh, yeah, it's it's been a great, great week. Um, I mean, this is the guy that goes to sleep with his iPad mini on the pillow next to him. I do. And when he wakes up, he doesn't even raise his head off the pillow. He raises the iPad <laughs> up above eye level. Okay. TMI, David. TMI. <laughs> you cap after dark. I'm going to start telling. You cap after dawn. <laughs> um, 
Let's. Uh, we've been joined by a good friend. Hi, Dan. How you doing? Dan Johnson of Llama is here. How, how are you this morning? I'm great. I just got down on the ground, so sorry to be a couple of minutes late. Just, oh. Uh, I had to land. So first, you're all you know. mellowed out, too. You've, you've been flying this morning. Absolutely. Can't, yeah. can't beat that with a stick. That's what were great. you flying this morning? The Outback Shock. Oh, yeah. Which, which is the airplane with more doodads on it to make it fly super than uh, just about any other airplane out there in that space. It's another one of those... Really slow stall birds, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Uh, doing uh, stalls aloft in it. The last number that made any sense was about 23, and this is miles an hour. And it's a pretty sizable airplane, but, and even then, it just, it just, it's just benign as can be in stalls. Some people taxi airplanes at that speed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, this one you can fly at that speed, and you can, uh, it's a remarkable aircraft with uh-huh. triple slotted uh, slots on the, uh, slats on each wing, and Huge tires and shock absorbers. I mean, this thing is like made for Alaska or something. Big flaps. Great big double-slotted flaps with uh, VGs inside the secondary uh, Fowler slot. I mean, they, they just haven't missed a trick. There's, a, I don't know what more you would add to it to make it a remarkable. What aircraft. engine does it have in it? The Titan 180 horse. Okay. So it just it climbs at, I don't know, 1,800 oh, wow. feet a minute or something. Is that wow. the 340? The X340, yes. Yep. Cool. We were watching it, Jack and I were watching it flying over in Paradise City a few days ago, and the wind was on the edge of brisk out of the west. I think it was, That's putting the it nicely, I yes, think it was right? beyond the edge of brisk that day, yeah. Brisk and, was in the rearview mirror. Yeah, exactly. And it was almost in a hover yeah, oh yeah. going into the wind Yeah, because he had it all pitched up, the slats out, the flaps down. Jack's like... Is is that the wind slowing him down? Is he deliberately doing that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Both. Yes. Right. Is this a cup? Now, he didn't put the slats out though. They think on their own and just do it. You don't have to. Okay. The operation of the airplane is dead simple. That's like you the helio, a helio courier had those spring-loaded slats, right? And they wouldn't extend except the air pressure would keep them uh, back up against the leading edge of the wing. Right. And it got slow enough, they pop out. And the, right. whole hand, the whole handling changed. Yeah. And, and but even those, the whole slat moves at exactly. Once. This is three sections. They don't move all together. Oh wow! They really? Move, they move when that part of the wing sees that. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. they just haven't missed a trick on it oh, anywhere. Wow. Can you hear them? Yes, you can hear so them. So they clicky clock. Yeah, they kind of. Well, when you're going slow enough, anyway. The downside of that big engine is it makes a lot of racket. Uh-huh, okay. Uh huh. Okay. It's not as quiet as a Rotax. You, you, you ought to be so. able to feel that though in the stick. Uh, I didn't notice it. Really? I didn't notice it. Huh. But uh, I was flying from the aft seat, and they had to lower the stick. They chopped the stick down a little bit because the guy that bought the airplane, that one got sold. It's the first one in the country, and it got sold. And he's a great big guy. And when he sat back in the front seat, he would bump against the rear uh-huh, seat joystick uh-huh. so they just cut it down some yeah so that made it kind of a short stick so the pressures are a little higher because of that this I, is, I this couldn't is, feel it this is like a cub configuration yeah it's, tandem. A, it's yeah. basically yeah. a next generation cub if okay. you want or, or next 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 i guess i don't know how many generations cubs go back but really? this is the latest one whatever that is mm-hmm. very cool yeah well dan yeah. has his uh, by danjohnson.com website which is very heavy, light sport ultra light light experimental very heavy it, and light yeah i like that very heavy in the light <laughs> stuff. Uh, words is my life. Uh, and the Light Aircraft Manufacturers Association has its uh, tent over in Paradise City. That's my volunteer point. job in aviation. <laughs> That's been the busiest I've seen it in a long time. Tell us, do you have any accountability why it's started to show well, such rebirth? Maybe because it's the 10th year of it. I don't know. That might be a reason. But this is the 10th year. Uh, Sun and Fund gets a lot of credit. They they provide to us the space to do that with. We're part of the attraction over there. We're not a commercial exhibit. 
Um, and so there, we, this year we had 13 airplanes in the LSA Mall. That puts competing airplanes wingtip to wingtip. And these fellows, these people representing these airplanes are willing to do that. But not only that, there's more. We had seven engines inside the tent. All the engines that are used in that sector of flying. And they were all one next to the other. So these manufacturers have showed a great willingness to let their aircraft be compared one to another by whoever comes by to look. And lots of people came by to look. So thanks for noticing that, Dave. And they were getting a lot of flying in over there this week. They love to fly over there. The only time they have to come down is when the air show goes on, of course. And certainly when uh, something like the jet teams operate, then everybody's on the ground then. Right, but, uh, right. Yeah. But they, as soon as that gets released, when everybody is all watching the air show over here, I'm pointing toward the runway. Uh, as they begin to flow away, a lot of them divert and go over to Paradise City because it erupts in another wave of flying over there, every kind of weird little flying machine you can think of. And they've put in bleachers over there for folks to sit in, uh, made it a much more visitor-friendly experience in the last few years, improved the runway, made it a little more comfortable for some of the more tentative pilots of well, not only that, but we had a bunch of GA airplanes. Just as I landed in the shock, a Cirrus came in and landed there. Earlier in the week, it was a couple of twin-engine airplanes that landed there, and I think they're taxiing them back over somewhere this direction. But that runway is now a year-round runway. And in fact, they had to redo some of the campgrounds here so FAA could see both ends of the runway from the new control tower here. But that is now used by the Lakeland Aero Club, which is part of the Central Florida Aerospace Academy. And so it's, a, it's now not just an air show runway anymore, as it has been for, I don't know, 30 yeah, we, years or how long has that been there? We had a big segment with uh, some ah, students great. and the executive director over here uh, talking about that in the year-round runway, uh, the academy. Uh, any idea how many exhibitors uh, were on the opposite side of the road from the Lama exhibit? Yeah, there were 51 over there this year, and that's a nice number up from in the low 40s and three or four years ago when things got a little quiet over there for a while and they appear to be coming back to life nicely. And another trend is there's an increasing interest in the part 103 sector, uh, the single place, un no, no license needed sector of aviation. Why? Kind of got quiet again too and it seems to be coming back. Why? Well, partly because of price. So we had one airplane over there that's called the Aerolite 103. Here's a brand new, ready to fly airplane, single place, you know, not a fast airplane either, it's an ultralight. But it has all the features you want on it, flaps, brakes, electric starting, all that kind of stuff. $14,999. Ready, ready, to, ready fly. to fly. Ready to fly. You can buy a Cessna 150 for that. <laughs> but not brand new. <laughs> no. So we're all, we're all feeling a little mellowed out because it's been a really great week. And uh, what else? So and that, and that the, there's no question that Paradise City and the uh, LSA slash uh, 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 ultralight world is a, it was a very very active happening fun place this week what about uh, the rest of the show De jeb you were here for a little while yesterday and this morning uh -huh. um uh, what what caught your attention well a little bit of everything i guess just <clears throat> just the uh the size of the crowd here mm -hmm. but we'll probably talk about that a little bit later in the show yeah we're gonna have some uh, i guess later but, on we'll talk uh, about that but uh, it seemed like uh, there was a lot of people here mm -hmm. a lot of people had smiles on their faces uh a lot of the vendors were busy uh, I personally you know, helped one or two vendors out a I, little yep. bit on the show. You did? Um, some booths, I won't name names, but some booths, you, you had to literally walk around yeah. in the exhibit halls. Because of the crowds. Because of the crowds in front of them. Yeah. Um, and I've certainly seen it like that before, um, but it was, pl it, was, it was very good to see it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I'm looking forward to more of that today. Yeah. Yeah, we had a couple of uh, new products uh, and returning products over in Paradise City. Uh, the Revo folks with their Revolt. Revolt. 
Well, think of it, Revo LT. Ah, That's okay. where the revolt comes from. I, I was think. looking at the, uh, so there was an article about it in the daily newspaper here, and, and it looked like it was a typo in the, you know, <laughs> because the headline had revolt with the uppercase LT, and I'm going, oh, look, at that's a typo. I, they made a mistake. And then you look at the text, and they were careful to put the uppercase LT every place in the text as well, just so you'd know it wasn't well, Maybe a it was consistent mistake. It, uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was different about it was the, uh, the, uh, the mast the, the wing, this is a trike with hang glider wing and pusher prop, power plant, tandem seating, but it has no forward post like most of them had since you taught me to fly flight designs trike uh, a few years ago. Yeah, that's part of the triangulation of forward compression strut, they call it, and it's on there. And, it, you know, it's just a tube, but it's funny how just a tube interrupts your visibility a little bit. And with that, with them doing it from behind now, it's the same structure, but now it's just located aft of you. Man, you see, it's the entire world out in front of you. So that's one of the benefits of those kinds of airplanes over there. They're about not going places particularly fast. You can go, but you got to have time. But it's about enjoying the air and watching the ground go by at a leisurely pace. Yeah. Uh, we're, we were sneaking up on our time for our half-hour break here. Uh, Dan, what's in the future for you? How, what's What we, can we expect between now and that other show from the, the uh, light sport world? Well, we've got a couple of other shows, so there's been a, kind of an increasing trend, in my opinion, an emerging trend, you might want to call it, toward what I call a sector focus show. And there's a couple of them coming up, one out in uh, near Tucson, Arizona, uh, about three weeks away, and, and then another one in June. And these are shows that tend not to be big giant affairs like the one we're at here, the one up in Wisconsin. And that's good because it gives uh, those who visit a little more intimate opportunity to get with a vendor, really talk with them for a while. You mentioned having to walk around people in a booth. That's typical of these big shows and it's exciting, but if you really want to get to talk to them, it can be frustrating because you can't get up there right away. So, Would you, would you put this on a par with the Sebring show? These up the ones that shows? I'm coming, yeah, I uh -huh. think they're they're all you know. Sebring is a granddaddy. It's the Absolutely. one that started this, and now there's the uh, Midwest LSA Expo near St. Louis uh, coming up in September, and then the new Deland show uh, in Deland, Florida, near Daytona Beach, where I live, uh, in November. And those shows, uh, they're they're smaller by design, but they're good by design. So that's kind of next in the thinking. But I have to mention that this week, while we've been here doing this show, normally. I would be getting ready to run off to Europe right, right now right. for the German Aero Show, which is another fantastic event. It was exactly concurrent with this one, so after 20 years in a row, I had to miss one. Hate when that happens. I hate it when that happens, but I, you know, can't can't swear about it really because there are good shows over there, both there and here, and you just have to pick one when they exactly. go concurrent. Sometimes yeah. you just got to make a choice. <laughs> That's right. Tough. Tough to hang out with all these airplanes all week long. I know. And it's all our great air show work, buddies. Work, work, work. It's a dirty job, but <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, Jeb, we were wandering around last night, uh, just kind of before the night air show, just kind of checking out some of the airplanes. We got a chance to look at the uh, B-Light uh, Chipper. The Chipper, yeah. yeah um, nay, knee. How do you pronounce that word when a woman's um, unmarried name is it's knee? Anyways, um, it used to be called the Pipper, and they decided to rebrand it before they rolled it out. They're calling and, it yeah, the Chipper now. Kathy yeah, Weeby. Yeah. And now it's the uh, Chipper. Yeah, and, it, uh, it looks very interesting. It's a it's a mixture of uh, composite and aluminum uh, construction with fabric. Um, very interesting looking little airplane. Uh, I look forward to seeing it fly with a variety of different engines on it uh -huh. and so forth. So a lot of choices on it. And he's come. That airplane was only in in design stage just at Sebring just three months ago. Right. right. So he's really moved fast yeah. on that. Yeah. Yes. He knows what he's doing. 
Yeah, hasn't flown yet, as I understand it, but soon, right? It's it's yeah, yeah. They feel like it's close. Yeah, he's he's going to go back home and fly this next week, I think. So. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. It's, it's very, yeah, they very, were close, very close, but there was a little hiccup with the FAA paperwork at the Wichita Fisdo, and hey, that's never happened before. So too right, bad for him. But yeah, well, Deej, I appreciate you taking time out of uh, what I know is a nonstop perpetual motion machine for you when you're here. It seems like it, but thank you very much for having me on. Love the. Uh, Jeb, Jack, and Dave show here, I'll call it. Uh, I know you have another name, but I like those names. And it's always fun to hang out with you guys and even more fun to listen to you when I'm not here. So Thank you, Dan. Thank you. Dan Johnson from the uh, LAMA, the Light, Air- Light Aircraft Manufacturers Association. Thank you. I was, I was going to get it wrong there. <laughs> that's why you have all this good I, help. That's why I have this help. That's right. <laughs> Thanks We're very gonna, much for having you're me. You're very, very welcome. Thanks, We're going to take a break in about a minute here, but, uh, you know, it's been it's been just quite a week. It's been a great weekend, and uh, we've got a big guest coming up after the break, but probably as we as we wrap up, we'll talk a little bit more about some of the things we saw throughout and, the week. Got another big air show this afternoon with the Blue Angels as the capper, so stand by, hang around. We'll be back after the break. Yeah, so... Uh, we're not, yeah, see, now you, the engineer suddenly looked up and said, wait, not yet. It's got 30 seconds left. <laughs> the weather's been awesome, for example. Um, and uh, it's just, it's, I'm, see, I'm just too mellowed out. That's my problem here this morning. Uh, Dave's, Dave's the radio professional now. He's been doing this all week long. You, you need more coffee, that's all. <laughs> and and I'm the one, he's all like, oh, come on, the timing, we've got to do this. We gotta do this. And I'm just mellowed out. We're having a good old time here at Lakeland. And, uh, but we are about ready to take a, make a break. Um, we, we hope you come back after the break, but you're listening to a very special episode of Uncontrolled Airspace on Sun and Fun Radio. Take us out, Tom. This is Pilot Jim G, and you're listening to Sun and Fun Radio, WPEP 788, broadcasting at 1510 a.m. from Lakeland, Florida, and streaming live on the web at liveatc.net forward slash SNF. And now back to the Sun and Fun Radio Deck, brought to you in part by the listeners of Sun and Fun Radio. And we're back here on the deck of uh, Sun and Fun Radio on a just spectacular Sunday morning here um, in early April. Um, you're listening to a special episode of Uncontrolled Airspace on Sun and Fun a, Radio. A very special episode. I'm here with uh, Jeb and Dave. I'm Jack. Um, and uh, we're in just a second going to be joined by a very cool guest. So, uh, But David, you had something you wanted to throw in here. Well, there's a gentleman here named Ray who's looking for his niece to meet him up, Laura Sundlands. Uh, he's at the radio station waiting to take you to lunch. So uh, if you can get by the radio station, it's at the corner of Voyager Path and Clubhouse Path. And he's standing there on the corner watching for you. Thank you. Thank you. We're real pleased to uh, uh, have this guest t- take some time out of his very busy morning, um, all of his mornings for the last week, and I'm sure all year round are pretty busy. But uh, we, we want to welcome uh, Lights Leanouts, the president and CEO of Sun and Fun and Ace. Uh, welcome. Well, thank you very much, Jack, Jim, I want Dave. What a thrill it is to be with you guys this oh, morning. thank you. The thank last you. day is the saddest day. Uh, yeah, I know. hit Sunday. You know, I wait all year for the sun and fun Christmas in April. That's what this is to me. I'm like a nine-year-old kid waiting for Dad to let me come down and look at the presents. And I come down on Tuesday morning, and then by this time on Sunday, I... 
I've opened up every package, <laughs> and it's all over. Oh, no. Just this big pile of paper that has to get out to the curb. That's right. But Greg Gibson tells us that you start again on uh, on Monday morning. Absolutely. There's no slowing down for the Sun and Fun team these days. Uh, we've transitioned from a one-week wonder to uh, year-round activities, which is a good thing. All of them are aviation-oriented. A lot of them are things that don't have to do with airplanes, but airplanes can fly into them because, oh, that's right, we're on an airport. Yeah. So uh, we've added a, a 70 events for 2017 yeah. are, are lined up on the books. Matter of fact, the first one, as soon as we can get the, this wonderful event back in the box, so to speak, uh, in two weeks, we will have for four days, 70 separate colleges, 10 from around the world will converge on uh, Sun and Fun Campus to do the Lockheed Martin-sponsored or International Collegiate Competition of Unmanned Air Vehicles. Now, if you ever want to go to a geek fest, this is it, buddy. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you don't think <laughs> I, I look yeah. forward to reading that note. <laughs> you, you put it that way, lights. Jack may never leave. Yeah, I know. Really. Yeah, yeah. You don't think this all this out here is sufficiently a geek fest? This is an airplane geek fest. Um, that'll be cool. And uh, I know there's a lot of activities that go on here throughout the year. But but before we talk about them, um, I just want to congratulate you and and your staff and all the volunteers for what seems to have been a terrific week here. Well, it's, uh, it exceeded even our wildest anticipated turnout for attendance. Uh, granted, we were given great weather. Uh, we were blessed with that. And we have been working diligently for the last several years to have two things improved. One, the atmosphere of hospitality for all of our guests, whether you're bringing in ice or you're bringing in a get, you're walking or uh, buying a ticket or you're selling something, you're flying in or being a performer. And then we've also worked really hard on building relationships in the community so that the community knows this belongs to them. This is not, this doesn't belong to Sun and Fun. We're the name, we're the business in, we're the people that do it, but we, we belong to the state of Florida. This is their signature event, largest aviation event on the planet. And then the other one that we really have pushed hard on is that people understand that when they come here, you're not buying a ticket to a festival, you're investing in the future of aviation. You get to enjoy the Festival of Aviation, but you're investing in the future because the money goes back to education. Yeah, a lot of that you see all around the ground, certainly the education component, um, also the community component. We see um, not only the Lakeland, I'm, I'm not sure what their formal name is, but the Lakeland visitors folks, the Kissimmee visitors folks were here. Of course, the Florida visitors folks are here. Um, a lot of that trying to uh, to crow about the you know wonderful it, this area of the country and yeah we everybody likes to share the, uh, the 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 value of living here or visiting here you know visit florida the largest arm of tourism for the state of florida they invest with us because we show them that we drive traffic from around the world to come to florida when they come here they look and there could be wanting to move they could build a business but it's still visitation dollars and then of course visit central florida they do it because we're right here, and then all the surrounding counties join in as well. Everybody wins. I mean, for, for crying out loud, we put over 900 room nights in Hillsborough County, west here 20 miles in Tampa. We're, we're touching everything all around here, and all the airports within a 25, 30-mile radius are filled, filled with aircraft. We sell tickets there. They, they fly in, land, get a car, and come over here because some are afraid to fly here, though they shouldn't be. I mean, we good heavens! If I can put a 17-year-old student in a cub, fly him all the way across the country, and let him fly into Air Venture at Oshkosh, 
I think a, a, a seasoned uh, 172 pilot should be able to fly in here. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. did you really haven't experienced sun and fun until you've done the Lake Parker arrival? I let me tell you what I've done the Lake Parker arrival more than I want to remember. And yes, I have gotten here just short of flying in, and the field closes. I was right over the tower, and the tower guy goes, "Ah, field's closed. You're going to have to go back to Lake Parker." I'm like, "I can't wait that long." So I fly to Winter Haven, park my Stearman, <laughs> sit out there, drink an iced tea, listen to the news, and then get back in the airplane and get in here at five o'clock. But I don't do that. I've never done that again. Now the best part was when I used to come in here in a Hornet. Hey, whenever you want to get here, the field is yours. <laughs> I'm, I'm particularly interested in hearing your answer to this, given both your current role as the, as the leader of the whole operation, but also as someone who just used to attend, as an attendee. What stands out in your mind this past week as being particularly notable event or activity or presence? Or I'll tell you what's most notable, and I, I knew a little bit about it when I used to fly in here and participate either as a performer or a guest, is uh, that there's a lot of people around here that do a whole lot of stuff that don't get paid. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow, when I, came, when I came on board, I didn't realize the extent and the massiveness of the dedicated individuals who give their time for two, three, four, five, sometimes two weeks to come here and volunteer. And if you look at our volunteer shirts, it doesn't say volunteer anymore. All of our shirts since 2012 say volunteer staff. We, okay. I am a volunteer staff. I do get paid for it, but there are those that don't, and they're volunteer staff. We're all one team. And if you look at the way it's laid out on the back of the shirt, right in the middle, the way it's spelled out volunteer, it spells one. That's oh, who we are. We are nice. one organization, all here for one mission. That's to raise awareness and get people back into the aerospace community yeah and i see people i see people all over the grounds are wearing the button that you're wearing how may i help you and uh that's a great you know our friend jim is wearing one and uh, lots of people are wearing them and and it's a it's a great invitation to uh you know speak up and and uh, i mean both find the answers that you need but also build some relationships i bet Absolutely. Our, our goal here is to ensure that everybody has a great time, value added, and they walk away happier than the moment they got into that parking lot. And to do that, you have to have every single person on the volunteer staff put on a happy face, a positive attitude, and a can-do uh, mental approach to all the issues that pop up. Nothing's too hard. You can give golf cart rides. You can answer stupid questions. I had a lady the other day ask me, well, where's Amelia Earhart's airplane? I said, well, it's at the bottom of the Pacific. <laughs> um, <laughs> break, break it to her gently. Yeah. There, were a couple, <laughs> there were a couple of old Lockheeds out in Vintage. Well, I, then I said, but if you want to look at one that looks a lot like it, it's down in Vintage. It's right down there, and I'll give you a golf cart ride. And we did. And that's the whole point, though. Mm -hmm. You've got to have the mentality. And I tell this to the, the volunteer staff when we have our first two meetings getting ready for this, all the chairmen. I said, look, the public won't get to see me very much, but they'll see you. You are the face of sun and fun. And if you're not having a happy day, I promise you, they won't have a happy day. So if you can't put on a happy attitude, then get your happy ass out of here. Mm. All right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. Um, I, when I introduced you, I introduced you as the president and CEO of Sun and Fun and Ace. Tell us what Ace is. Well, just recently, uh, over the last couple of years, we've been, we've been building to this crescendo, and that was to develop an education, aviation education corridor. We've now consolidated 14 buildings, a Boeing 727 fully functional jet. Everything works but the landing gear. It's a classroom and a, and a, high, a, a high school flying club, the Lakeland Aero Club, and a grass runway, all in a 25-acre strip. 
on this whole corridor, and we consolidated that and, in, and turned it into a 501c3 called the Aerospace Center for Excellence. I didn't say of, it's for, for your excellence. So it, that whole complex drives what we do. Sun and fun, think of it this way, sun and fun is the heart walk. Aerospace Center for Excellence is the American Heart Association. Sun and Fun raises the funds, raises mm-hmm. awareness, and then they turn right around and they pour all the revenue back into the Aerospace Center for Excellence, which starts working with students about the ages of eight or nine. We get down into the early, uh, the last stages of grade school, fifth to sixth grade, and then we work them all the way through middle school and then try to get them into our high school, which is part of the Aerospace Center for Excellence. And then, of course, promote them into learning how to fly, learning how to fix, and then go to college with Polk State College, which is our teammate. All of our uh, school system there is accredited by both Polk State and Embry-Riddle. And our flight lessons are free. Our program with uh, A&Ps works with the local Travis Technical College. So let me put that in perspective for you. If you were to come here as a freshman in high school and you took off your goofy hat, and put on your adult hat. That's what we try to do for them is turn them into young adults. And you get on the focus line and you start pointing yourself toward the North Star and you're heading up to accelerate your life. You can leave here. You could leave as an 18-year-old high school senior for, with a private pilot license, an A&P rating, and one year of Embry-Riddle done for free. And you'll go to Polk State College yeah. for four years for almost free with $5,000 per year per student to go there. All because we do this. And, and the end result is people say, well, that's a lot to invest in a few students. I said, if you don't start with one, the journey never gets done. Mm-hmm. All right? You've got to start down the journey. So we now just flew in on Thursday. One of our first scholarship recipients, Philip Harrington, he flew in a Delta Connection, a CRJ 900 with Delta. All right? He's got the uniform on. He sits in the right seat right now with an airline transport rating restricted. Why? He's only 22, mm-hmm. all right? In November, he's going to captain in the left seat. He's one of hundreds in line right behind him. You have to be patient, persistent. You've got to have a plan and stick to it. And that's what Sun and Fun does with ACE. We create pathways and opportunity for young men and women to move into the world of aerospace. And if they don't, it's okay because we'll have taught them all the skills necessary to be successful all throughout life, no matter what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're real busy and you got to got to move along pretty quickly here. But uh, and, and there's one other question I want to ask you. But first of all, is there anything we haven't asked you about the event or the organization's programs or anything that you wanted to get the word out about? Well, I, I want everybody to understand that uh, even though this is a fundraiser, it's a fun fundraiser. Okay, we have events all throughout the day, evening, uh, and it's intended to be a warm, hospitable experience to not only see aviation but all the newest technology on the planet see it an exciting air show, maybe listen to some forum, get great food, have a couple of libations, sit back, relax, and say, you know, it's great to be an American in America today. And that's the goal. At the end of the day, yes, we're creating revenue for a great program, but we want everybody to love this. We love it. The atmosphere is great. And anybody that comes out here should, should literally feel as if they've gotten more than they paid for and they're proud of what they've done because they've made a difference. That's what I want them to know. I think it's working. I mean, just as an aside, I here yesterday and today both, I see a lot of young kids. I won't say, I won't say young kids, young people, uh, uh, 20s, uh, men and women, uh, and uh, what I would consider teenagers. And they're walking around, they have smiles on their face. 
uh, walking like they have a purpose. And I wonder if that's because of the atmosphere you, you fostered here. Well, we, we make it a concerted effort to get the youth involved. If you noticed, out of 350 students at our high school, uh, all but probably about uh, maybe 50 or so of them are volunteers out here. They're out here engaged. So we make this a youth-oriented event. One of the things I, I pitch when I get on TV is I say, hey, if you think it's aviation, yeah, it is. But it's really about your cell phone. And they go, what? It's about my cell phone? I said, yeah. You see the stuff that's on your cell phone, all the cool things you can do? Guess what? We had that in aviation five years ago, all right? The price came down. We put it in a little small wafer box here, and now you get to play with it. You want to see what's going to be on your, on your cell phone in five years? Come out here and go to the avionics department. You're going to see what's going on. It won't be long before you'll take this thing in your hand right now, and you'll be able to point it at a wall, and you'll put your pictures on the wall. It's going to happen. We got heads-ups that you can put on an airplane and strap it in there right now and have a velocity vector. They're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, that's the new technology. It'll be at a, it'll be at a store near you in five years. Well, folks around the country, they know Jeb and, and, and me from some of the magazine work that we do outside uncontrolled airspace. That's, that's how we pay our bills. And you get into conversations with some of the folks, and what do you think the biggest problem in aviation is? And I hear, well, you know, it's the... ADSD mandate or it's a fight over privatizing air traffic control and what do you think Dave? I think the biggest problem we face in aviation is replenishing the pilot population and restoring the growth so that we're growing instead of shrinking and that's what you guys are contributing to here uh, and hats off to you for the progress you've made because it's going to be a never-ending fight. Well the, the, the reality is is that we know fully well that we're only one small cog in the wheel. But if somebody doesn't take a stand and put this program in place and start rolling with it, who is going to do it? Because we've told them we, don't have a, we do not have a patent on the process. We'll be glad to share it with anybody. I've already show, shared it with school boards from Denver and Houston and Dallas. And they're all looking at us like, well, how do we do what you do? And we're showing them. It's how you team with the school board. How do you team with your county? How do you team with industry and create relationships and partnerships? And together, collectively, you can make things happen. You're not going to do it as an island. There's no way Sun and Fine could have done this all of on their own volition. We've had help. We've had philanthropic help. We've had industry help. We've had school board help, county help, state help. Everybody wants the same thing. They want good quality student Americans to be rolling out of the school system into the American workforce. That's what we want. What's next? What's next for Sun and Fun and Ace? Well, you know, I'm actually talking about building a middle school out here. <laughs> How about that, huh? That'd be great. Hey, there That'd you go. Great. Don't stop now. Start the process even earlier. Yeah. I'll let you go, but before I let you go, I want to I want to ask you one slightly personal question. We've talked a lot here about um, what this event has become, um, how big it is, how great it is, and so forth. If you would, share with us a memory from the first time you came to Sun and Fun. Uh, it would have been a 1981, and I was flying a 1946 Stomp SV-4C. It's a French military train. It looks like a gypsy moth, but it was made in Belgium. Um, and I flew in here uh, because a friend of mine said, hey, they got a fly-in down there in Lakeland. And I was like, well, that sounds like something fun to do. I'll just go down there. I had never seen an advertisement for it. It was just another aviator, buddy. I was in the Navy up at Cecil Field, and, and I flew in down here, and I was immediately struck with the thing that brought me back. It, it was a fun fly-in. Mm -hmm. It was neat people. It was looking at all kinds of cool airplanes, talking to people that had history in aviation, and we all shared the same passion. And I think that passion is, you could call it aviation, I call it a passion for life. 
They had a passion to enjoy the experience of life. They weren't sitting at home watching a TV, reading a newspaper. They were out engaging in life. And that's the people we draw into aviation. And that's the part that I love about the camaraderie of our circle of friends in all the world to fly airplanes. Yeah. Lights Very Lean cool. Outs is the uh, president and CEO of Sun and Fun and Ace. And we thank him for taking a couple minutes here on uh, this final day of Sun and Fun 2017. Thank you, Lights. Appreciate it. My pleasure, Jack and Jeb and Dave. You're the best. And I appreciate being here. And congrats congrats on a really well-run, very smooth event this year. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you very much. Well, Jeb and Dave, we're reaching the end of our allotted time here. And uh, a a very, very mellow week for me anyways. Um, I – so – so I have an announcement to make here. Uh Time flies Uh when you're at Sun and Fun. Yeah. Here's my announcement. Um, I – if – so we've talked over the years about how much I enjoy coming here. I think we all enjoy coming here. I've talked about being here, and I haven't come here as long as you guys have. You, you just bought the building next door. I feel like, almost, <laughs> almost. I feel like if it is official, it is in my mind, this this fly-in has surpassed the one up north in my mind. Oh, really? This is now my favorite fly-in. Okay. I have had such a nice time here the last couple day, couple we- years, rather, last year in particular, and I hadn't quite tumbled to what was going on when I enjoyed myself here last year, but uh, this year it's official. What's this her is, name again? This is my favorite. No, it has nothing to do with that. It has to do with all these folks and, and this weather and this, this geography and, and all the airplanes and uh, you know the folks that put it was on. Was it four years ago a tornado almost killed you? <laughs> you know, didn't even come close to telling me. All right. That's all. I'm saying and this is my I'm not, now. I'm not being critical of your uh, your uh, okay. um, admiration. All right, all right, uh, uh, for the show. Well, I just, I just, it just seems like a um, a commitment that uh, um, you don't need to necessarily make. But I, I'm, I don't need to make it, but I'm, I okay. want to make it. I'm, I have made it. So well, I, uh, and uh, we're being coached on proper microphone procedure here. There's, there's there's no doubt. It's too late, Jim. We're almost done. If there's, it's there's not no working, doubt. it's not working. There's yeah. no doubt. Both events are phenomenal experiences. Oh, and don't I, get me wrong. I love both of them, and I'm going to go to both and, of them. And they're very different in character. Uh, and, but, and I think part of the appeal down here is it's more compact geographically. It's a little more laid-back attitude-wise. It's easier to get around. And it's the kickoff show of the season. Yeah. Which, you know, who doesn't love the first baseball game of the season? Yeah. Uh, you get to see old friends right at the beginning of the show season, folks that you're going to see later on down the road at other events. Uh, they're both great shows. My sentimental attachment to this place is grew out of it being the first big aviation event I covered as a, as a fledgling aviation writer 35 years ago. And I've never gotten over that because it's always felt the same. It's gotten bigger, but it's never lost it, uh, that, that appeal that hooked me on it the first time I came here in 1982. Yeah. Jeb? I can't add to that. Yeah, yeah. So it's been a great week, and, uh, um, you know, we're how much time do we have left? We're like two or three minutes. Yeah. So, all right, two yeah. or three minutes. Well, what, um, what, uh, what, yeah. what do you look forward to next year what would you do different next year when you attend um more of the same for starters uh i i drink less i mean <laughs> no <laughs> no 
You know what I, I you know what I never I always wish that I had done more of it um, at the end of the week and and I say well next year I'm gonna do this is just go out and hang out by the edge of the runway out at yeah. the very yeah. extreme end of the flight line and and just kind of you know meditate or whatever all right and just watch the airplanes all right we were sort of doing that from from a, an adult establishment here on the field a couple nights ago uh-huh. where we're able to see the uh, the uh, upwind pattern if you will um, and, and watching airplanes take off um, but I, I I would love to just go out and I would love to budget some time where I just go out and and maybe even bring a lawn chair and just sit by the big you, you want to be the kid at the fence again. I, I do want to be the kid at the fence that's that's very true actually I hadn't thought of it that way but I think you're right that's what I want um, so that's what I want to do what do you want to do next year? I'd like to do that too actually um, I just like to have more time yeah uh, my work schedule just just has been conflicting with yeah, great regularity over the last few years and uh, uh, I'd like to be less rushed uh, and uh, just have a day or two more flexibility than I have had this week. Yeah. David, what would you like to do next year? What are you looking for? What? More of the same. Yeah. I'm more of the same, but... You know, the same, but more of it. What What? What have you m- missed this year that you didn't get to do that you wanted to do? You were going to go flying down at Paradise City. I, I, that's the only thing I missed. I had a couple of opportunities, a couple of invitations to fly over at Paradise City. Uh, this thing called work, uh, and then... It's a four-letter word. Yeah. What wasn't on my wasn't on my agenda when I got here, but I wound up volunteering on the deck here all week, and and I hope to do that again next year. Yeah, yeah. And and now we're running short on time, but I I need to take a, a few seconds here to thank some people um, who have been great both in this past hour and also all week long. Lights, lean outs. Thank you so much for taking some time and and speaking with us. It's always fascinating, and I love to hear the the more personal stories are, are especially a treat for me. Um, Dan Johnson from Llama uh, came by and said hi and, and talked with us, and that was great. Um, it, it, it would be a huge, huge omission for us not to thank Dave Schalbetter and the entire Sun and Fun Radio family Absolutely. For, for their hospitality and for letting us use their microphones and, uh, um, and, and just being friends. The, the um, experience of doing this just gets better and better. The, the, the crowds and the staff here uh, get uh, I agree. Uh, bigger and bigger and better and better. And, right. Uh, it's just a fun gig. All right. Our engineers uh, in the two episodes we've done here, Brian was here earlier in the week and Tom Frick is here now. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Um, Jeb Burnside, thank you very much. I really Always a pleasure. Appreciate it. Dave Higdon, it's always fun. All right. And uh, I'm I Jack I wouldn't Hod- miss it for the world. Yeah. And I'm Jack Hodgson. David, was there something you wanted to say to us? Well, the key to old age is flying because... If you haven't heard by now, time spent flying is not subtracted from your lifespan. Bye-bye. And that's enough talking. Let's go flying. Tango, tango, fuck, trot, november. Hello.